Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Monday's edition of the Terrace Scottish Football Podcast. It's a very different edition today, as many of you will have expected. I'm joined by Craig Cairns. Hello, Craig. Hello. We are going to we're going to try and dissect the last few days in Scottish football and the world, and kind of just admit that we're not really sure what's going to happen with the podcast going forward. Certainly, short term, whether uh, when we do it, how we do it etc etc but I think it's probably best just to start with the with our take on, on, on the situation the last few days have certainly for me been very surreal Thursday and Thursday and Friday were just were just bizarre I, I worked both days and my head at the end of each shift having what what was coming out in the news what was coming out in Scottish football just the the, the state of the world it, it was um you, you, I was just shattered by the by the end of it. Yeah, it, it has. It's been a very strange atmosphere. I know there's some people that have kind of been brushing this off, uh, and but first real game changer. It felt like uh, things really got serious then, and uh, yeah, I mean, for even even still quite recently, there's been people talking. Sport as if it's the most important thing in the world, but it really just has to take a back seat at the moment. Like people are worried about placings and competitions and all that kind of immediate concern. Or immediate concern um, in sport, anyway. If we're just talking about sport, is the livelihoods of people that will be affected by all this. I mean, jobs are going to be affected, clubs are going to be affected. Yeah, it's kind of like the wider societal impact that I'm more worried about than. Uh, whether Hearts are in the championship or not next season. 
Yeah, so we'll, we'll come on to talk about that shortly in terms of what we think will will happen what, or what could happen, what we think uh, should happen. But at the same time, it was, it's kind of seen uh, people debate back and forth this. Honestly, I, 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 couldn't, I couldn't care. It's like you talk about... <laughs> You talk about playing behind closed doors. That's 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 what was that's what I expected to happen for the certainly for the next uh, for the next few weeks. I expected that to happen for the Scottish Cup semi final, and I was I was because I, I would have been covering that uh, for the evening news, and I think they would have still let broadcast and journalists in, and it just wouldn't have felt like a semi final at all. And you would have you wouldn't have that feeling where coming out, for example, if Hearts got uh, Hearts had won or Hibs had won. I just don't think I would feel nearly as, as as elated or as disappointed because it's just playing playing football behind closed doors is it just it just takes so much of the feeling away from from football and makes it makes it really sedate. Yeah, it also doesn't that, take the livelihoods of the players or the players' families or the people close to the families into. Sorry, yeah. and as there's a bit of a delay here or something, we should probably apologise. Like we're gonna we're gonna be fumbling about with the sound quality and things like that over the next couple of weeks as well as much. I know. <laughs> yeah, so it's. Uh, I think that's when like the real kind of severity of the. I actually thought when the the announcement was made on on Thursday that mass gatherings would stop after Monday. I just thought I'd. My initial reaction was that's irresponsible. I don't see what the difference is between Monday and what the difference is over the weekend when there's going to be a lot of big football matches, namely the Old Firm on mm-hmm. Sunday. Then, then just as just the more you read about it, the more things transpired. I, you mentioned about people not kind of taking seriously. I, I begin to begin with honestly on on Thursday. I was uh, I was one of those who kind of. Get kind of brushed off, but the more you read about it, the more you see. It's like it's 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 mm-hmm. uh, it's it's quite concerning. It's gets deeply concerning, and it gets to the point where it doesn't matter if it's closed doors, it's uh, or the what the implications are for in terms of titles and stuff like that. But yeah, it's 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 deeply concerning for for clubs that they might go bust. It's deeply concerning for for players who certain those who who are going to be out of contract. At the end of the season, and won't have a, a team to kind of can tie them over. Yeah, and and there was also a lot of um, looking towards the Scottish football decisive action and all these kind of things. When um, really, I mean, you're talking about how you were brushing it off and things like that, but it's not it's not up to people like individuals like you and I to. Um, to warn ever-ending pandemic. I mean, it's it's been clear that this has been coming for about a month now. This has been predicted mm-hmm. that it was going to come here. Uh, it's been in the news. It's not just been like kept under wraps or anything like that. But it's, it seems like the the governments uh, on these shores have have really dropped the ball when it comes to responding to this. But people, uh, lots of people over the weekend giving and the SPFL uh, hassle and calling for them to, to take decisive action when really um, it, it's not for them to be uh, made. regarding things like mass gatherings and things like that I'm, I'm obviously referencing I mean these are government yeah. decisions that, that, that should yeah, yeah. be taken it shouldn't have been incumbent on the SPFL to uh, or the SFA whoever it was to call off the, the matches at the weekend there So what do you... <laughs> 
it, it, it's, it does seem like it's it's actually not that important in the grand scheme of things. However, we are a Scottish football yeah. podcast, so we should talk about the potential <laughs> scenarios. Yeah, I mean, I agree with what you're saying there. I think, um, I think if they were, right, if, let's just get this off, uh, sort of on the table. Like, no matter which way, whichever um, decision you make, people that are annoyed and there's going to be things that are done that are unfair. It's about kind of limiting that. I think it's mm-hmm. finding a solution that kind of limits that. There's um, no, there's, there's no right or wrong answer. Yeah, exactly. And, and this is put into the side. Uh, whether some clubs will survive or not. I mean, if this when we get going again, there might be some clubs that that's that's a real possibility at this moment. So putting like those kind of things aside, uh, yeah, no matter which which way you do, it's going to be unfair. I think if you were to finish the season right now as is, I don't think and you can't really complain if you do it over average points or something. Hearts have been poor enough, and and it's kind of like if you use a football match as an analogy, if it got to that stage in a football match, then the the the, the result would stand. Could potentially apply that logic to a season as well. I do think that that is then going to open up quite a lot of legal challenges. Uh, there was something in the uh, one of the news parts already preparing for that kind mm-hmm. of eventuality. Um, I do think that that's one of the reasons the null and void scenario won't be go down because I think you're opening up your, yourself up to a ton of legal challenges. Never mind the headache of how you start next season with regards to European competition, how it syncs up with your domestic league. Um, the one that's kind of been rumoured that the Bundesliga is supposedly on the verge of um, announcing, that's the one that sounds me. I think it would open up the possibility for fewer legal challenges because clubs like Hearts and the like would um, stay in the league. Um United would uh, get their promotion uh, and that kind of thing. So so just to explain theirs quickly, I think they're just going to give um, promotion spots to a certain amount of clubs have big and then more relegation spots next season. That's kind of... Uh, yes. So, so that was floated on, I think it was floated on Thursday or Friday quite early on, that they would go from an 18-team league to a 22-team league uh, so obviously no relegation, but they wouldn't they wouldn't announce a, a title uh, title winner. I think you're more you could more be more inclined to do that here because of the the uh, the distance between Celtic and Rangers. But the big one is is if, for example, if it's a kind of of uh, your daddy had balls scenario. But if Rangers were still in like neck and neck with Celtic, so if there's three points behind it with Rangers having that game in hand with St Johnston, yeah. it would I I just don't know how they could. How they could um, decide? They, 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 I don't think they could. They simply couldn't award a uh, award a title to to any team. It's uh, I yeah. I just I like to go I go back to there's there's no there's no easy answer here. Like I think the ideal no. the the ideal scenario is if the the ideal scenario is if everything like everything goes much better than anyone in the world expected and we can get back to kind of normality soon and you can pick up pick up from where you're left off. Of course, it's not going to be that easy because, again, players are out of contract, so you're entering the summer yeah. business, so you're kind of playing, 
you're playing football through the summer when you can still do business and improve your team. So your team's going to be different to what you actually had in this uh, in this season. But it's I think interesting. I think you made uh, uh, you brought up earlier on the big thing for me is you said that you need to make the decision which has the least kind of impact or the least kind of negatives. And I think the, the decision to make is to to mitigate against as few clubs entering financial turmoil as possible. So whatever that happens, who cares about short-term titles, relegation? It's more about looking after long-term health of Scottish football, and that yeah. is looking after, looking after clubs and looking after players. I totally agree. And if I think if that means Scottish football pulling together and helping each other out so some clubs survive, I really think that you'd like to think that something like that would happen. Um, football is obviously such a greedy, self-interested sport mm-hmm. that you would have to see that before you believe that. But um, I would go further and say, look at FIFA. They've been... They've been um, stockpiling these this what one billion dollars uh, or pounds or whatever it is of of Ratter uh, used to call it. I mean, is this not the kind of eventuality that we would now need to use those things if they're if, if it's not for profit? Then surely this would be the time that uh, that kind of money would be. Put- yeah, definitely. Did you look at what uh, the money FIFA invested their own? Don't know what the phrase, can't remember what the phrase is for a vanity project with their with their film, uh, mm-hmm. so they wasted a lot of money on that. But yeah, definitely, I think the money has to come from like FIFA have to look out for uh, the wider the wider game. But obviously, they've got a lot of money, but there's also a lot of clubs, a lot of leagues yeah, to do that. I just read just before coming on. I read a piece by Michael Grant in the Times, which was, which was really uh, really good, and he basically says that. The SFA and SPFL are uh, are looking to be told what to do effectively. I think they they don't want to they they see the scenario or the position they are they're in. They don't want to be in the situation where they're having to having to make these big decisions. Which it's simply it's going to come down to one half of the old firm are going to be unhappy, the other half are going to be delighted, and or vice versa. <laughs> yeah. Surprised so they, that they're they, split into two exact camps, and one wants the title to be given to Celtic, and one wants the season null and void, <laughs> and it's got nothing to do with which team they support. No, it's it's it's, it's very much as simple as that. But he, he, it was interesting that he's saying that he's that he that these organisations are just hoping that UEFA come down with a kind of blank all. This is what you have to do, and so SFA. SPFL, sorry, they could kind of pass a buck and say, oh, we've been told uh, told to do this by UEFA. But he makes a very good point that UEFA won't want to do this because then they are the ones who are in danger of legal challenges from teams. Uh, and okay. I, I mean, I would say as well, does he mention that the fact that there's like, I mean, how many different regions are we covering here? And they're all at different stages. Well, some are in different stages of their seasons and uh, they all have different size leagues and different scenarios and different issues to sort out. And some have playoffs and some have different playoff systems. So I don't think you could just do a blanket thing no. unless it was just to void everything or to say everything as it stands. But even then, you'd have some seasons that would, just be yeah with, with the, the likes of Russia and the Scandinavian leagues and stuff. Would they not have just started? So I think I think a few of them they went on to the north the the kind of the template 
European calendar, but oh, there's, right, there's they've moved a, over, have they? Right. Yeah, there's certainly a couple of leagues who I think uh, I want to say the Norwegian league because I think the Danish mm-hmm. league's not. I think the Norwegian league might be might be different right. where they uh, where they, they might have just started. Right. See, I, I think it's more likely, and I'm just totally guessing here. I'm not professing to, like, uh, I'm not making any prediction here, but uh, it would be like, it would be kind of directives or a, a kind of blueprint that each association could take and kind of apply to their scenario, because I'm not sure how things would work. And and one, one kind of thing to pick up on that I wanted to say, yeah, just what we're talking about earlier, I can't remember exactly in relation to what it was, but I mean, I think this is. This is going to go on. Um, no more football for like at least six months or something like that, I think. Um, and then you've got the fallout, um, and then you've got back um, up and running. They have to uh, get back to match sharpness and all that kind of thing. So no matter no matter when, no matter which um, thing we put into place, uh, we're going to be in a completely different from where we were when this season. Was paused or ended mm-hmm. or whatever so it's going to be different regardless like we're not going to have the same teams playing against each other to be skewed somewhat um so i don't and i don't know if this is any kind of a potentiality that's even been considered or is possible but i mean given that things going regardless of whether we finish this season or not we're not going to be in a, a spot to start next season on time do we just kind of stick a pin in where we are right now and then just pick up where play on from where we are and then finish this? Because that we might end up with that being all the time we have is to finish off the little that's left of this season and then be in, then be ready to start a full season again for the next season still from uh, August or sorry, it would be mid July 2021. I think that's, I think that's actually a very good point because. I was thinking about last night. I was reading some of the, uh, just reading some of the news angles of the coronavirus outbreak, and they've, they've, they, by and large, a lot of people are speculating in terms of the football season that there's mm-hmm. not going to be football played before August, and yeah. then so you, you, so you may almost like use August as uh, preseason, and then they talked about there's going to be another peak in terms of coronavirus uh, during flu season in the autumn and winter. So yeah, they're then, not sure. They're unsure because it's a new kind of strain of this yeah. virus. So, that's, so that's, that, ha- just, that, that does happen with flu pandemics, but they're not yeah. sure whether this is going to preparing in case it does. So th- there's that there's that possibility where you, you, you might have to bunker down again and stop the football season. So uh, it kind of just yeah. it, it, it punctuates that. And it is, it's, it, it's, it's really hard to... It's, it's, I mean, it's, re- it's real hard to talk about because there's. I, I just, I just don't have any answers for it. There's, you can speculate a lot. The, you can look at the positives and negatives of, of certain things, but I always come back to there's, there's no right or wrong answer. I think the, the league, league reconstruction is, uh, is, is something that I find quite interesting. Going back to what the, what you mentioned about the, the Bundesliga, there's, there's possibilities there. But then again, it's you can do that. And then the that that league season gets get gets interrupted. So my 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 overall preference is probably try and finish this season any any which way, whether that means starting up again from where we left off in September with slightly different squads. I mean, it happens in when you go to the in January transfer window, people have different squads, different managers than they did uh, than they did at the start of January. Yeah, and like I said, it's just going to be different no matter what 
no matter yeah. what we choose, it's go- squad's going to be in a different position, fitness wise and and maybe player wise because we don't know exactly uh, what's going to happen with contracts and stuff. You said you had read something about that today. Yeah, so the Athletic were the Athletic were reporting. Uh, so David Ornstein was reporting that there is uh, they understand FIFA and the FA, the English FA, have spoken about it, and they are going to allow special dispensation for clubs, uh, which will allow them to offer players out of contract, like rolling almost week by week contracts. So I don't know. I, I'm, so I'm guessing they they're not able to do that just now. For example, they have to have a certain amount of time they can't just give players a, a contract for a week there has to be a set time so they're thereby they're they're allowing so, so, let me explain this a bit, a bit more so in in the English Premier League unlike Scotland most of the players have contracts until the 30th of June usually in in um in Scotland it's the 31st of May so in England it's the 30th of June and then if the season gets prolonged which I very much doubt it will then they might play after June, so this will allow them to give players rolling deals, but also allows them to sign other out-of-contract players from elsewhere in the league. Right. I mean, I'd be interested to see while this is going on whether there's actually any transfer activity going on. Or, I mean, there'll probably be something about that as well, because if it just rolls on with no football being open, then there'll probably be some decision made on that about... Uh, whether it's actually open or not, or yeah, I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's going to be really interesting. It's a really, it, it's a, it's a, it's a minefield. Or is, um, like I say, from a competition standpoint, uh, to go back to kind of where we started, it's it's kind of the least of our concerns, really. But there are people within sport whose life at stake here, and uh, yeah, and it needs to be taken into needs to be taken into consideration. I just think sport was kind of the thing that was in the media a lot towards the end of last week it was kind of like down the mine if you will for because due to how popular it is and um it attracts huge crowds and just the continuous nature of it it never stops so you have to come up with a decision right away and i do think that's where some of the that's obviously where some of the focus on the sport has come from but yeah i mean a lot of the things we're uh talking about here it's just about every industry across the across the our nation and, and many others. Yeah, it's, again, it's it's the words, the best word for it. It's just it's unprecedented. And football is it's football sports because I had to, to do some stuff on the Scotland Wales game being spawned in the Six Nations. But sport is it's massive for because people are passionate about it. So many people's lives re- revolve around it, whether it is just about passion or it's about actual livelihood in terms of their employment. There's also the just the escapism. So when the world is a bit shit as it has been, and now getting even shit, they're they're taking away that escapism to go to football to to, to kind of uh, go and enjoy yourself. So I can understand why there's been there's been so many commentary, so uh, so much noise around around sport being cancelled. Yeah, and what, what about? What about someone like yourself, Joel? I mean, your personal situation. I mean, I work in news, so I mean, I'm going to be fine. There's going to be plenty mm-hmm. of news about this thing to be reporting. But what's what's the feeling on the sports things like that, and and people like yourself? So I was actually I was going to ask uh, a kind of a similar question. To this uh, the past weekend, obviously we had Fellers, uh, Fellers' wedding it was ex- excellent on Friday, 
But we just unplugged like, for a little while. We escaped. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I was I was working on I was working on Saturday and I was meant to be covering the Livingston Hearts game on the Sunday, but it was weird when it got to near the end of my shift on Saturday. I was like, I, I kind of felt free because usually my weekends are just taken up by work and preparing for the show and what just watching as much football as possible. And it was actually quite nice to have a free. Even I got to see a got to see a mate I've not seen in ages for a couple of pints and then got to spend Sunday with uh, 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 Sunday with my other half which I haven't done in a, in a long time so that was quite nice but I think professional, uh, in terms of job for sports, especially sports writers is that I think the next two three weeks kind of takes care of itself because there's going to be so yeah. much in terms of decisions but it's more, if this if this lasts for a long time it's, it's going to get to the point and maybe July, August, if there's still no football and there's no football on the horizon where there's, there's just, there's there's nothing. And I think that's going to be more more concerning because even even now you're thinking, right, today was like, there's not much to do until like these decisions are made. It's, uh, it's, 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 it's worrying. Yeah, yeah, it's certainly, is. it's also affecting us. I think you, I think you, um, you kind of, brushed upon it at the start uh, like we, we don't we don't really know what we're going to do uh unlike some of these 200 experts all over twitter we, we we don't have a clue what's going on or how this is going to pan out or um what's going to happen with the football really and that's going to impact on the content that we can put out we're we think we're going to be good for a second show later in the week, if it's Wednesday or if it's Thursday or if it's Friday or whatever, because we'll probably have a reaction to the decision from UEFA tomorrow and mm. then the subsequent uh, SPFL, SFA decision. Um, and then I think, I don't know, our Patreon probably asked listeners to be patient the first week or two while we just kind of sort things out. We've got um, got some best ofs in the pipeline, which we had planned anyway. We're obviously going to have to look to more kind of and things like that. Um, it's probably a good time to do a shout out to the listeners. And if they want any, if they've got any ideas, anything they want to listen to or anything they want us to cover, we're open to ideas. And else you want to add to, to that in terms of content, Joe? Yeah, I think, again, that's a big thing is the, the patience factor. I think we, again, because of Fowler's wedding, is that he his, his mind has rightly been, uh, been under, rightly and understandably been, been elsewhere. So I think it's going to be one where we might have to all have a sit down, probably over uh, kind of Uber uh, conference or whatever we use to plan out plan out what we want to do over the next few weeks. And again, it's, it's very much dependent on the the forthcoming decisions when football's uh, back up and running. I've seen a couple of a uh, couple of uh, Twitter accounts, uh, sorry, podcast, uh, sort of a couple of podcasts on their Twitter account asking fans, basically, or sorry, some fans, asking their listeners to give some feedback or recommendation of what to talk about. I think that's something that we, we I think everyone's going to do because it's... Uh, there's there's plenty to talk about Scottish football because there's plenty in the nostalgia aspect. Looking back on this season, previous seasons, um, doing daft little things, and even just um, the Diddy era. We could do something on the Diddy era. Yes, that's, that's, era. That's, yes. that's that's a very good shout, uh, and it maybe allows us to finally go in deep on the on the. Uh, so they got the Diddy era and running alongside it, the banter era, uh, the banter years at Rangers. So there's. <laughs> yeah. uh, 
there's plenty of scope there. One thing I will say is that it might be kind of sporadic because I, I know a few of the guys, it's, they're not obviously keen using like public transport and stuff. So it's it might be the case where kind of sound quality or the, the flow of podcasts maybe aren't up to scratch just because we are having to do it remotely rather than all huddled yeah. around in a room. But again, that that will very much depend on how the situation escalates. Yeah, definitely, definitely. So we'll keep you updated as best we can. Yeah, I think, I think that's 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 the only thing we can do. Yeah, I think I think we should, we've kicked the arse out of this enough. Do you think? Yeah, people. I think people are almost fed up hearing about all the all the potential scenarios until it's actually fucking done. Yeah. <laughs> so, oh, so we hope you enjoyed that. Yes. Thank you very much. See you soon, man. Cheers, mate. I'm Josh Schneider-Weiler. And I'm John McKenzie. We know that the football news cycle never slows down. But sometimes, don't you wish it did? On the Football Today podcast, we give you in-depth analysis of the most interesting stories from around the world of football. And hear from the most knowledgeable journalists in the game. You can listen to each episode in the time it takes for a single commute. So join us now and subscribe to Football Today, wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, it's Fowler once again here to bring you an offer of free beer. Who doesn't love free beer? Well, we've partnered up once again with the good people at Beer52.com and they're giving our listeners the opportunity to sip eight delicious and painstakingly sourced craft beers from around the world. All you need to do is go to www.beer52.com forward slash terrace and just cover the postage of four ninety five. And if that wasn't enough, as a listener of the terrace, you'll get an extra two free beers. So that's ten free beers in total for terrace listeners. B52 are beer pioneers. They traverse the globe to find the best and most interesting beer from the greatest small batch breweries planet Earth has to offer. No surprise then that they are the world's most popular craft beer discovery club. Each month, Beer52 deliver a case with a different theme. Themes have included Germany, South Africa, New Zealand, California and many more. As an independent UK company, Beer52 are also passionate about the UK craft beer scene. The beauty of Beer52 is that you can leave any time. The power is in your hands. As well as the best, most interesting beer money can buy, your case will include the award-winning craft beer magazine Ferment, which explains the theme and individual beers you'll receive, and a beery snack is thrown in just to top it off. If you don't like dark beers, you can choose the light plan instead. Easy. Just go to www.beer52.com forward slash terrace to get your case free. And don't forget right now, the Terrace listeners get two extra beers free. Sports Social Podcast Network.